0: Alhamdulillah. Hamdan kathiran kama yuhibbu rabbu na wa yirbah. an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa ashhhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasulu. Ya ayyuha aladina amenu attakuullah haqqatukati walla ta mutunna illa wa antum muslimoon Ya ayyuha al nasu attaku rabbakumu aladi khalakakum min nafs wa وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا ۖ وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رِجَالًا كَثِيرًا وَنِسَاءً ۚ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامَ ۚ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ رَقِيبًا ﴿32﴾ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا يسلِح ﴿33﴾ يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ ۗ وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا ﴿34﴾ أَمَّا بَعْدُ سُدق صِدْقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ Huda, Huda, Mohammed Sallallahu Solo, wa Hio, Ali, or Sella, was Sharal Umuri Mohdata to her for Inna Kula Mohdata in Beda, Wakula Beda in Dolala, Wakula Dolala in Finnar, Adan of La Huiakuna. To proceed, brothers and sisters in Islam, every time we've been listening to lectures from the scholars from the khutaba. But most of the time we need to ask ourselves how many of those things are we listening we have acted upon. How many of those the issues have been addressed? Everybody has to look upon himself and see how much he's been acted upon what he had because that will be a witness against him in the day of judgment if we don't do that, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has warned us many times in the quran as he warned people before us allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in surah al-jumuah and he said mathalul ladina humilut tawrat thumma lam yahmiluha kamathalil himari yahmilu asfara الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ See the likeness of those who were entrusted with obligation. That's the Torah at that time. ثُمَّ لَمْ And they decided not to practice according to the Torah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the example of those who did that. He says, He says, When they fell in those obligations, is as the likeness of the donkey, which carries huge burden of books, but he doesn't understand nothing from them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, How bad is the example of people who deny the proof, the evidences, the verses, the signs, the revelations of Allah and Allah guides know the people who are of Valimoon, polytheists <coughs> and wrongdoers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again He tells us Afatumino al Kitabi wa He said, Then do you believe in part of scriptures, in part of ayat, and reject the rest? فَمَا جَزَاءُ مَن يَفْعَلُ ذَلِكَ مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا خِزْيٌ فِي Then what is the recompense? What the outcome of those who do so among you accept disgrace in the life of the world and on the day of resurrection they shall be consigned to the most grievous torment. So this is the two ayat which they shows us that as a Muslim, whatever we hear, anything good, we should try to act upon, us, upon it. And that was the issues with the Salafi Salih and the Sahaba and those who followed. It's been narrated to them, they used to memorize, they used to learn ten ayats and memorize and act upon those ten ayats. But today we see, uh, brothers and sisters, that we've learned a lot. But how much do we act upon those things which we learn? And I'll refer to the last khutbah sheikh was talking about young ones, about young male and female. Sheikh talked a lot about marriages. But subhanallah, because the khutbah and the issues for marriage is so huge and so long, it requires a lot of khutbahs to fulfil uh, its position. I just want to highlight one or two points before I start my new khutbah. Regarding those who want to get married, the male and female, sometimes, most of the times, they don't have directions. They don't know where to go. If the father, the mother won't initiate, Those matters, then they know that, they should know that they failed their sons and daughters. Because they are supposed to be the guidelines for those young ones. And most of the times I hear the parents, when the children grow up and they go to school, the parents will will highlight that schools now, they're teaching sex education. I want to take my child out of that. I don't want them to learn that. Alhamdulillah, that's brilliant. That's good. But one more thing that we forget. What's the alternative do we put to teach those children? The sex education. Or to take them away from what you think is wrong is going to be taught. Most of the time, we don't have alternative. So, we are the parents are the ones who fails the young generation on these matters. We learn from our princesses how they tried to help their children into this big step of their life of marriage. Umar bin Khattab, as you all know, one day he was traveling. He was walking along, and he had the conversation in one of the houses, which you all know the story. He had a conversation between the daughter and the mother. In that house, the mother was telling the daughter, who they used to sell milk, to mix the milk with water so that they can sell more. And the daughter was telling the mother, no mother, we can't do that. Because Amir al-Uminin Umar bin Khattab, he forbade people to do that. And if we go caught, we're going to be in a big trouble. <coughs> and the mother replied to the daughter, that, Where is Umar here? He can't see us. And the daughter said that, But Allah Azza wa Jalla, He sees us. So among, upon hearing that, Umar bin Khattab, when he went back, he asked, before he asked, those who are with him to mark the house. And he asked later on the daughter and the mother to be brought. And when he asked, asked them and he found that the daughter is not married. He asked one of the, his son to get married to that daughter. Because, not because of her beauty. nor because of anything of her wealthy. Because Umar bin Khattab knew that daughter fears Allah Azawajal. And we want people to accompany others to the Jannah. So he decided to ask one of, the, of his, his uh, sons to marry their daughter. And alhamdulillah, his historians mention uh, one of his uh, of his son Asim, the one who married to this uh, uh, daughter. And upon that later on, uh, uh, the daughter who later married Abdul Aziz ibn Marwan... After that, they had a daughter who married to Abdulaziz bin Marwan, and that uh, from that marriage, he became the fifth Khalifa, Umar ibn Abdulaziz. So we see from the very good upbringing of the family and the, ch- the choosing of the, of the family, we had Khalifa, the fifth Khalifa from that family. So this is when we come to the, to the son. This is how Umar bin Khattab did. How about the daughters? Because most of the times, we tend to choose for our sons, we forget the daughters. We see the example again from Umar bin Khattab, when Hafsa, when his daughter Hafsah, husband died, Umar ibn Khattab, he wanted to look the husband for Hafsa. And think who the first person he approached, Umar al-Khatwa. The first person he approached was Abu Bakr al anhu. And we're thinking nowadays, when we're talking of marriages, we'll think about a lot of things. And one of those things are ages. How old are you? But at that time, they were not looking about the age. They were looking about a pious person who can, who can accompany somebody else to the Jannah. And Umar bin Khattab among looking at other people, he didn't see better than Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. And, and when he approached Abu Bakr Siddiq, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, he didn't answer him back. So Umar bin Khattab he was not happy. How can Abu Bakr refuse my daughter who's young? It'd been said from the Tariq, she was eighteen years old. He didn't leave it there, Umar bin Khattab he went Again to Uthman ibn Affan. And he asked the same to Uthman ibn Affan. You know Hafsa's husband is, 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 uh, is died. And your wife is just passed away. Well, how do you think about marrying Hafsa? Uthman ibn Affan. He didn't, he didn't answer as well. So Umar ibn Khattab, he was so, huh, so angry about that. And he approached Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And he told about that. And the Prophet sallallahu said to him. Don't worry, Ya Umar bin Khattab, because Hafsa will be married by a person better than Abu Bakr and Umar bin Khattab. And don't worry about Uthman; she will, Uthman will marry somebody better than Hafsa. Then later on, Prophet sallallahu approached Umar bin Khattab eh, to ask the hand of marriage for Hafsa. Then he knew what's the reason that Abu Bakr bin Siddiq. And Uthman ibn Affan, they didn't answer him, and he was happy that Hafsa to be married by Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as well in the hadith, Prophet. ﷺ, it was mentioned that Hafsa is your wife in Jannah. Prophet ﷺ was told that Hafsa she will be your wife in the Jannah after long incidents which happened, which is not a place to talk about it. So, brothers and sisters, how about most of us? who are who are having daughters kept them at home not doing anything about their marriages and their growing up and our sons as well so we need to do something because uh, as i said by khutbah today was about to talk about zina adultery and the reason is ikhwani in a few days few a uh, few days ago One of a young boy approached me. (coughs) And he told me, subhanallah, I was living with a woman. But later on I had had a lecture. That something is really bad. This is a Muslim boy. At late 20s. Who approached me and he said he didn't know about, about zina and its grave sins. And I asked myself, how can that be possible? Because sometimes we assume that the huge matters are all known to the norm, but uh, we find that probably our young uh, uh, boys and girls, they need to know more about it, and you will be the best people to uh, highlight these matters, be it in Allah. So brothers and sisters, as we know that, there are several situations and reasons that can easily drag anyone into zina. This is regardless of your, of your status, if you are married or not, or even the level of your religion. The more you associate yourself with these factors, the easier it's for you to fall into the trap of zina. For instance, as we mentioned, a delay in marriage, it could be one of the reasons Or, if you live in an internet world, and you know what the internet world means, then be cautious. The usage of your social media, the use of your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, let it be for the good reason. Do not allow them to lead you to zina, pornography, fornication, which leads into to the sacred habit Similarly, movies, dramas, and some media materials can be damaging to the modesty of a Muslim in many ways. The Qur'an indicates the immoral and the evil of zina. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He told us, He didn't forbid about zina completely. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, "Wala taqrabu zina." And do not even approach Zina, don't go close. Al Qurb, Zina, don't go close to the zina. For it is outrageous acts and an evil way. This is Surah al isra So, brothers, as we know, there's a lot of dangers and implications of zina, psychological implication physical implication, and so on. We're going to highlight just if quite a few, inshallah, today and perhaps if we have more time in a, in a few days, inshallah, we're going to carry on. The first psychological danger of Zina, brother and sisters, is, an, is anxiety. The Muslim, who has an atom weight of iman, in his heart will remain with uncomfortable feelings when he When he committed zina. This is no matter how much forgiveness he has sought to Allah. You will ask forgiveness, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most forgiving, he will forgive you. But the sense of anxiety and the feel of guiltiness it will stay with you till the day of judgment. The spiritual implication of zina, as you all know, it's sinful. And that's enough. The most dangerous implication of zina is that you committed the grave sin to the boundaries of Allah A community or society that normalizes zina is affected with, with numerous, if not endless hardship unless they refuse to acknowledge. This is regardless where or otherwise the community or society is a Muslim. No doubt. One may be afflicted with any of the above mentioned dangers. Even if he didn't commit zina. But as long as one is, <coughs> is indulged in it. Unless he repents to Allah and promise, And if he has punishment of Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive him. Another implication of zina, is just, as we said, invalidate, is invade Allah's boundary. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And whoever transgresses the set limits of Allah, indeed, he has wronged himself. Surah Talaq. As he say, Zina, it deprives barakah from your earnings. In addition to the fact that one's time is deprived from loss of barakah, blessings, as a result of Zina, which renders him helpless, and weak person, which engages in Islamically unlawful spending, anything you spend to facilitate the process of the Zina is haram. Committing the act is an offense on its own. Spending money for it is also another offense on its own. One of the four things the son of Adam will be answerable about it at the day of judgment is his earnings and how he utilizes his earnings. So, brothers and sisters, we need to be careful that we don't fall into this trap of zina. اقول قولي هذا وصفر الله لي ولك وللسال المسلمين من ذنب فصافر وهو الرحيم وهو البر الكريم الحمد لله وكفّ والصلاه والسلام على من من نبي بعده وبعد to carry on, there's a lot of uh, social and physical impact of zina, as we mentioned, among the social is that it brings shame and humiliation to your family, and humiliation to your family. And whenever we engage in any degrading act, five types of people are likely to be <coughs> dishonored. These degrading acts can be anything undesired, anything illegal. Or anything sinful. It ranges from corruption, theft, betrayal, zina, and all sort of immoral offenses you can think of. These five people are our parents, spouses, children, our teachers, and our other loved ones, friends and relatives, and so on. In most situations, we regard some of these or all of them as the most important people in our lives. And this explains why they serve as pillars of strength in our lives. And their presence influences many decisions we make in life. Instead of opting for it, if the offender was to go for a lawful marriage, these are the same people who would take the pride and witness and bless the union of the couple. These are those who could protect him or her in his or her marriage. Was to face any challenges... These are the people who will have great impact on his children as they will be surrounded by them. These people, whom most of us consider their pillars of strength, find it is an unacceptable choice unless they are also natural in the culture of Zina. As we know, that, brothers and sisters, that Zina it leads to the killing of innocent souls. Abortions, most of the times, the product of Zina it will end up in abortion. And this is killing an innocent soul, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do not kill the innocent soul unless for a right. As we all know that, they can bring also unwanted children in the streets, without fathers and mothers, without somebody to look after them. All of these are the effect of zina. And the Zina brothers and sisters is raising the divorce rate in the society. And also, as we all know, there's a lot of health-related implications of Zina. As we all know, HIV, AIDS, and many of the diseases, this is an impact of uh, unlawful act of zina. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and protect uh, our ummah and give us understanding of these matters. And please, please, teach your children all these matters that these matters are haram in your deen. Don't let anybody else uh, destroy them and you'll be answerable among uh, in the front of Allah, Jalla, that you didn't teach your children about these matters, they're wrong. ربنا آتِنَا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وكنا عَذَابَ عذابنا ربنا إنا ظَلَمْنَا أنفسنا ولم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من القاسرين اللهم إنا سألق الجنة مَا قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونعوذ بك من النار وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل اللهم لا تجعل في مقامنا هذا ذنب إلا فرت ولا هم إلا ولا دين إلا قضيت ولا مريض إلا شفيت ولا مريض إلا شفيت Allahumma shfi maradana wa mardal muslimina jami'an. Allahumma shfi maradana wa mardal jami'an. Birahmatika ya urhama rahimin. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha ilaha anta nasafiruka wa natubu ilayt wa qimhi salahi.